How you guys doing? It's Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem Radio. Right here over on Spotify, iTunes, and the rest of yours. How you guys doing over on YouTube and Facebook and the Discord service, baby? Yeah, that's what I tell you. Anyway, great freaking news. WMMR is up and running. We've been uh, working on this for a long time, let me tell you. Got the licensing all taken care of. You can go over to MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com 24-7. She's streaming some of the best uh, rock, hard rock, 80s, you name it, classic rock. It is going on over there and uh this thursday 9 p.m central standard time you're gonna have the 420 hour over on the radio station that is the only place you will be able to hear me do that show it is gonna be awesome we're hosting a uh listening party again over on Discord. If you're not a member, go ahead and click that in the description box. Discord is killing it, man. That's where everybody uh, talks, uh, chats, video chats, the whole nine yards, a million different rooms in there. And one of them rooms is Madhouse Radio. That's where you're going to be able to uh, go listen to it. Or you can download the app on Zemo. It is on the, what is it, the Apple uh, Podcast Store? No, the Apple Store, Google Play. All you have to do is uh, punch us in and it'll come up. And then, if you can't do that, MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com. Been a huge, huge freaking uh, thing in the process of getting going. So we're finally uh, excited to get it going. We got our call letters, which is WMMR. Yeah, I guess you can uh, know what that stands for, don't you? Motorcycle Madhouse Radio. We are really uh, bumping it up. Man, let me tell you, 2021 is going to be a good year, especially if freaking COVID would go away. That way we can cover some uh, rallies right there live on the radio station, give you some live videos over on YouTube and stuff. So good stuff, good stuff. If you like to uh, donate to the show, boy, we're going to need it now. Uh, you can do so with Super Chat. Uh, let's see here, Cash App at Dollar Sign Motorcycle madhouse uh that would be awesome or become a member of the throttle club and i would like to welcome some new members michelle shannon and carletto or carletta hartman my fault man not too good with the english today not hollywood episode 482 we're going to be discussing some very serious business here uh the first one has to do with a mother losing her child <laughs> this one uh really hurt uh we actually covered this on an episode of hollywood in chinadown where uh, a mother and a father lost her baby to a pos uh, molester and uh yeah it was two years old i believe man and you already know how i feel like that you know go medieval on them but anyway because of a kink in the law instead of serving out 40 years he is now getting out after just 20 uh murdered this little baby raped oh that's what i have to say right there uh anyway uh 
to, you know, put salt in the wound and stuff, he's supposed to get out on the uh, anniversary of uh, when he killed the baby. Beautiful, right? We're also going to go uh, and talk about some of these truth in sentencing laws, as well as get into some biker news later on in the program. Again, uh, for all you shocks out there who uh, complain, well, well, I thought you were talking about this in the title of this. It's a radio program, dum-dums. It's a radio program. What the hell? You see me here. I'm sitting in the studio, mic in front of me. Uh, it's like, man, do you guys freaking have brains? Come on. Did you, like, get brains eaten out by a zombie or something? Brains! Brains! Come on. A little freaking non-ignorance would uh, do here. Uh, you know, yes, we're on YouTube, but you're actually watching me. Do the radio show for uh, the podcasting platforms and stuff. So uh, let's get into this uh, business here. Uh, sad state of affairs, man. Really sad state of affairs. They're telling her outrage, what she calls a kick in the gut. Her young daughter was murdered nearly a quarter century ago. Now the man who pleaded guilty to the crime will get out of prison after serving only half his sentence, all due to a loophole in the law. It will be released on the anniversary of the girl's death. NBC5's Regina Waldrop has the story. On February 25th, convicted murderer Casey Williams is set to walk out of the Dixon Correctional Center a free man. The news, like a kick in the gut, says Margaret Greta Morgan. Brings back all the memories. Morgan's Williams' ex-girlfriend. In 19 he was arrested and charged with sexually assaulting and killing her 20-month-old daughter, Courtney something I relive every single day. His release date, February 25th, the anniversary of Courtney's death. We're talking about a child that has no way to protect herself, you know, and he's able to do that, but they're, you know, taking him and putting him right back out uh, into society. Williams was sentenced to 48 years in prison, but required to only complete half his sentence. His case is a small anomaly. The issue, says attorney Sarah Tony, comes down to a problem in the late 90s with the truth in sentencing law. He fell in this very small number of people who were sentenced under an old sentencing statute that was enacted in 1995. And then in 1999, the Supreme Court said, that statute is unconstitutional. He, along with about 650 other people who were convicted of murder, got their sentences essentially knocked down to only having to serve 50%. Williams' impending release also has many Elgin residents upset, asking why on social media. This case took nine years uh, to get through the system. And, uh, you know, it's not something that you get over overnight. The Illinois Department of Corrections says when Casey Williams is released, he will have to register as a sex offender. In Elgin, I'm Regina Waldrop, NBC5 News. All right, thanks to does that really matter that he has to register as a sex offender after what he did to that baby? Are you really, cr you're kidding me, right? He is a sick puppy. A sick puppy. The only thing that would bring some justice, some justice, would be for the parents to go medieval on their asses. That's what I say. Tear out his intestines. Let them watch it the whole nine yards, put them back in, wake them back up. You know, you know how it goes. Sick, sick puppy. This is outrageous. 
there is a petition online. Uh, Justice for Courtney. I'll put it in the uh, description box of the show notes. Please go over there and sign that petition. They're trying to get it where they're going to hold the guy on a mental evaluation or something. Uh, but as of now, the dude will be walking out of the joint. Now, I know they were talking about doing a little protest at the uh, institution. It's Dixon Correctional Center. Yeah, there's a, it's a medium security. A lot of PC freaking uh, sex offenders go there. Uh, they put them all together because you know what? If they put them in Stateville or Menard or something like that, <laughs> they wouldn't last too damn long. So, you know, that's how they separate them now. They don't let them do their time. You know, he's a murderer. He's a baby murderer is exactly what he is. He don't deserve mercy. He did not give that baby no mercy. He does not deserve any. None whatsoever. This is outrageous how this can happen. We'll be taking a look at this uh, supposed truth in sentencing and how it's bad for people. That according to the ACLU. Yes, the ACLU actually condones something like that if you ask me because they're speaking out against it. This guy, if you ask me, why the hell didn't he get life in prison for something like this? This is abhorrent. And an abhorrent crime. You know, these damn pedophiles, they truly get off on the power of what they're doing. That's the only other way I can explain it. Why would you want to do that to a child? Why? Somebody, can you give me a reason why? I don't understand it whatsoever. All I can think of is maybe they were picked on when they were kids in school or, you know, the famous thing, bullying. <laughs> Bullying's a big damn word nowadays. So uh, they decided when they got in their adulthood that they can use that supposed pain of what they went through and do something like this. You know, kids are the most purest things on the face of the planet. I truly believe that. They're pure. They're pure-hearted until people like this touch them or they see the horrors of life. Now, I get it. Kids got to grow up. They got to know the world. They got to know how the world is. Uh, but can't you give these kids some time to actually see the world as good and not have to worry, not have to be scared of somebody like this. Somebody like this. A monster. I hope, you know, and I believe in the man upstairs. Now, a lot of times I don't believe in this prison conversion stuff, okay? The reason being is... Everybody finds God in the joint. Everybody. But is it sincere? Does it last until you get out of the joint? I'm not a judge. I can't judge. All I can say is, you know what? This is what I think needs to be done. And let the old man upstairs sort it all out. 
Let it all out. Because how can you forgive something like this? I, I, I don't understand. Maybe I'm not too good in my uh, faith. Because I know you're supposed to forgive and all that stuff or turn the other cheek. I just can't do it on something like this. I just cannot. No, thank you. Can't. Hold it against me all you want. I cannot imagine what them parents are going through. Not only it took nine years to get through the damn court system, but the sentencing and letting this prick out on the anniversary of what he did? How is that even fair? You schmucks couldn't hold this guy another week, two, or month. In reality, he should be held for his entire sentence. But anyway, you guys are going to let him out on the anniversary of the crime he committed. He tortured a baby. A baby. But I guess all you ACLU uh, schlucks out there and the ones going around crying about how sentencing occurs or if this color or that color, they're all behind bars. They shouldn't get that punishment. I don't know what to tell you. That's not how I feel. That's not how a lot of other people feel. It's actually disgusting that you would defend somebody's actions like this. Because the Supreme Court and them freaking morons, every time they turn around, they screw up every damn thing. You know, you get sick of them as well. But truth and sentencing laws were ruled unconstitutional, so a prick like this gets free. Gets free. How is it that people like this are able to ruin kids' lives who, ha you know what, kids' lives from when they're babies and they got to go through adulthood like that? Always remembering it. PTSD from the damn start. How is that even fair? It's like... You bow to this side or that side, and nothing ever meets in the middle, you know? But truth and sentencing laws. Let's go to uh, what the ACU of Illinois has to say. Now, they frame this argument. Here, they, uh, it, it, it flabbergasts me. It leaves me speechless of how they do it. The sad truth about truth in sentencing laws in Illinois. This was actually released last year, two months ago. I guess it's a big, big problem, huh? All them child molesters getting out early or... Oh my God. Uh, since the 70s, the steep increase in Illinois' incarceration population has been driven primarily not by any rise in crime, but by the drastic escalation in the length of sentences imposed by elected officials. Let's stop there. We elect them. They're doing the people's work. 
as a result, more people spend more of their lives incarcerated than any point in our state history. You know what? You go back to the founding of this country, and you ask yourselves, would they have put up with something like this? No, they wouldn't have. Because what would have happened was, in a case like this, he would have had his court date, his trial, his guilty verdict, and two or three days later, he would have been uh, hanging by the gallows. Today's excessively long prison stays are the result of punitive sentencing laws enacted over the past several decades in Springfield. Year after year, Illinois' huge investments in the prison system, more than $1.5 billion annually, are misspent warehousing people in harmful conditions for needlessly long periods of time. So, let's go back to this case. You're telling me that you feel a person like this doesn't need to be locked up for as long as he was sentenced to. Two things here. He murdered that baby, and he raped that baby. And you think 20 years is good. Needlessly, huh? If anybody is so needy then of uh, a good punishment, it's this dude. At the same time, tens of thousands of Illinois residents are required by law to live under surveillance by corrections agents four years after the release, resulting in far too many people being sent back to prison. It's supposed to be a consolation prize that this guy is being put on a sex offenders list? That's the Constellation Prize. My hopes is he, you know, you know, he's been in prison so damn long, so he probably doesn't know how to drive. And it's nice and cold and icy and slick. Maybe he'll ditch, get into a ditch or something. I don't know, allegedly. Previously, people sentenced to prison in Illinois could earn sentence credit for good behavior and participation in programs. Most people were even eligible to reduce their sentence by as much as 50%, which allowed them in return to their families or back to work quicker. Who are you kidding? Once you get a felony on you, you'd hardly get any work except at McDonald's or Burger King. So, their sentence as much as 50%. Well, that's what happened in this case. 50%. But in 98, the Illinois General Assembly passed a law that severely restricted the amount of sentence credit that people convicted of certain crimes were allowed to earn and prohibited people convicted of murder from receiving any sentence credit at all. At the time... Many legislators believed that judges would counterbalance the new laws by adjusting sentences downward, and therefore, the length of prison stays would not increase dramatically. <laughs> that simply did not happen. In fact, there was only a small decline in the sentences imposed by the courts, which was far outstripped by the new law's requirement that people serve a, fa a greater uh, percentage of their sentences. You see how the ACLU 
loves framing it from that point of view, but they'll never, ever give you the other side of the argument. Never, ever. They're not going to go out there and tell the public that this guy getting out after only 20 years raped and murdered a baby. Because it don't fit their uh, way of doing things. They're not going to frame it like that. It hurts their cause. Illinois move uh, towards so-called truth and sentencing. You like how they say that? So-called truth and sentencing. And similar laws was grounded in a mistaken belief that locking up people for longer periods of time would make communities safer. Interesting. Are they going to be any safer with this schmuck on the uh, street after what he did? I wonder. Just because you put him on a sex offender list, does that mean he will not do it to another person? Another baby? See, I'm a big believer that once it starts, there's no stopping these people. It's going to happen again, and it's going to be the fault of organizations like the ACLU and all those other tree-hugging people that it happened. But to them, it's just a statistic. It's not a real person. It's not a real family that has to go through stuff like this. And then they cry about overly long sentences, uh, isolate individuals from their families, and leave them unprepared to successfully reintegrate into their communities. Do you really think that this guy's going to successfully reintegrate to their communities? Now, what's going to probably happen is, because he won't be able to get a job because of his crime, and he's on a sex offenders list, is he's going to be living off the state. That's what's going to happen. They claim behind the harm to incarcerated people themselves, long-term imprisonment shatters family and forces children to grow up without parents, grandparents, and caregivers. Hmm. Shatters families. What do you think happened in this case? But again, they don't talk about that, do they? There is a big push right now for criminal justice reform. Some of it's good, but some of it's bad. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. People currently required to serve 75% of a sentence imposed should be eligible to reduce length of state to 50% is what they're arguing. Those mandated by law to serve at least 85% of their sentences should be able to reduce the time to around 72. People convicted of murder currently required to serve 100% of sentence imposed by the court should be eligible to earn sentence credit resulting in a length of stay of 75%. So that's uh, how the ACLU is looking at this. It'd be interesting to hear 
your thoughts on this case. And I took a lot of time on today's show because it is something that I hope that you would get involved with by signing this position or petition because I couldn't imagine it. Couldn't imagine it. Something like that happened. Uh, and it's always that deal. You know, it happens to somebody else, but not us or yourself. We can't, you know, think of it that way. We can't keep on continual looking at the statistics that way. We can't. So, again, uh, please uh, sign that petition. It will be awesome if you did. Now, we covered a story where... There was a protest out in Maricopa County, Arizona. It was a protest. And they used the gang enhancement law against these protesters. Well, it looks like they got some brains after uh, all the publicity on this and how scary it really was. Because under the Constitution, you have a right... To the First Amendment. Well, Maricopa County Attorney's Office dismisses case against protesters charged as a criminal street gang. And what's even funnier is people that say, well, you know what, if you don't want to get, if you're in trouble, then that's what you deserve. Well, hmm. So, the gang enhancement law means nothing to you until it's used against you. A criminal street gang against protesters. You're kidding me, right? Following a series of ABC 15 investigative reports, the Maricopa uh, County office uh, has dismissed a highly controversial case, you think? Against a group of protesters who were charged as a criminal street gang. County Attorney Alistair Adele announced the dismissal of the criminal case against 18 individuals there is potential for future charges, though. The decision comes just a week after ABC 15 began airing reports in its politically charged investigation into the case and other protest arrest. So that was dropped. It was dropped, and they say it's reevaluating the evidence. <laughs> but that's what they tried to pull in. Phoenix or in Maricopa County labeling protesters because they might not agree with what they're protesting about as a criminal street gang. Let's get on to some biker news. Okay, let's go to the Subbury Star. Criminal biker case transferred to Ottawa. Hells Angels Nomad Chapter member to be sentenced for cocaine trafficking by Harold Carmichael. And this comes with that Project Skylark that they've been hitting everybody with up there. Uh, he's going to be sentenced in his hometown of Ottawa. Quote, it's taken into account COVID-19 question. The travel here, the drive up from Ottawa. Ontario Court Justice Randall Lund told the court Thursday referring to Joshua, 
Krozwowskinina, whatever. Holy cow, with that name, I'm just going to call you Crow. <laughs> this also gives you the flexibility with a sentencing date. Attending uh, court via Zoom link where federal prosecutor Claude Richter and uh, Crow's lawyer, Neil Weinstein, Crow was not present in the courtroom. Crow's sentencing has already been delayed numerous times. Uh, Lalundi said because six weeks is needed to allow for the transfer of sentencing to Ottawa Courier, a return court date in Greater Sudbury was needed in the intern. Uh, they go in and talk about uh, the transfer and all that stuff. He was arrested in the Ottawa area on August 1st of 2019. As part of Project Skylark, the court heard that in the summer of 2018, Niagara Pol uh, Regional Police, Greater Sudbury Police, and the Ontario Provisional Police started a joint investigation into, sad state of affairs here, a cocaine trafficking ring that operated across Ontario. Wiretaps in April and June targeted drug network trafficking uh, and concentrated on the Red Devils Motorcycle Club and the Hells Angels Nomad Chapter. So, he was a Patch Tells Angel, and they're going to be uh, transferring the case, it looks like. Now, very interesting stuff here, very interesting, out of uh, the Sydney Morning Herald. Vikies face $10,000 in exit fees. Threats and loss of assets for leaving a club. Ouch. Vikings who walk away from outlaw motorcycle gangs can face large financial losses, intimidation, and violence as a result of abandoning their commitment to a club. Interviews with dozens of former bikies as part of the study by the Australian Institute of Criminology have laid bare the substantial cost associated with leaving the gangs, which have been uh, evolved to become more brutal and transactional than they were in previous decades. While some members can leave in good standing for medical reasons or old age, many who turn their backs on the gang are deemed to be in violation of club rules. Four more members reported financial losses of up to $250,000 as a result of leaving. They can be forced to pay outstanding dues or an exit fee of between five and 10000 and forfeit their motor bike. Huh. Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. That's how they do it in Sydney, I guess. But then again, that's according to the mainstream media. Now, this one I got from L-Dog, Maricopa PD. Something's going on out in Maricopa uh, County, man. They might be putting some type of stuff in the water out there. Given 20-hour suspension, that's it, and hot car death of his police canine. Poor puppy. What a prick. Stick him in one. Uh, he was given a 20-hour suspension after the hot car death of his canine partner, according to a report from the Department of Public Safety on June 26, 2020. Officer Craig Curry left the left canine Ike inside his patrol vehicle with the engine running while he went into the Maricopa 
police headquarters. At approximately 4.40, Carrie went back to the vehicle and realized it had turned off. Ah, oh, 108 degrees that day. My God. Unfreaking real, man. Unfreaking real. Hi, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. Join me Monday through Friday for more Psycho Mayhem Morning Show on YouTube Live, Facebook, and all major podcast platforms where we talk about all major biker news going on in the scene. Get your most unbiased and trusted biker news now. Oh, yeah, we're going to stop that there for a minute, man. I uh, wanted to talk more uh, about this uh, deal up there. Uh, it is also on my Facebook page. You can uh, check it out over there as far as the petition is concerned. Uh, we're getting the kinks worked out of some of this audio equipment. I had to change the headphone uh, stuff over, so you probably heard that in the background. Uh, but anyway, don't forget. MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com. I think you're going to love it over there. Uh, the show, Thursday, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to have that listening party over there on Discord. We're really going to take that program to the next level. In the next couple weeks, we're going to be taking phone calls on it, uh, requests for songs, the whole nine yards, uh, really putting uh, this regular FM AM radio to shame. So... With that, you guys make sure you have a good one, man. I appreciate you dropping on by. Don't forget to hit that Discord uh, server. Have some fun over there. Like, subscribe, and share the video. That always helps us. And thanks for all the donations and everything that you guys do for us. You're awesome.